With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom. Simply visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate to make a difference today. Michael Riddell is an independent economic commentator who was formerly senior macroeconomic advisor and manager at the Reserve Bank and the Treasury. Yesterday, the OCR was announced, the official cash rate by the Reserve Bank, and it seems that no surprises really. It stays at the current 5.5%. We can go through the details. And Michael Riddell is the perfect person to speak to about this. So, Michael, welcome to our radio station. Thanks for coming on. Good to be here. Okay, so no surprises? Uh, not really, no. I mean, the market consensus was pretty strongly that there'd be no change in the OCR itself. Um, you had one big bank, the ANZ, that was picking that they'd need to raise rates again. I saw that, yeah. Pretty clear that the Reserve Bank disagrees. If anything, they may have been a touch more dovish than um, some commentators expected. They seem to think things are on track and inflation will be back to target um, by later next year. So uh, why did, do you think the ANZ picked it? going the other way, because they're, they're a huge operation. They'd really know, wouldn't they? Um, well, no one really knows. I mean, in a sense, oh, okay. you know, I sat on the inside for a long time, and sometimes we just surprised people. Um, I mean, I think in fairness to the ANZ, I mean, they're looking at some things that are significant pressures on demand and spending, particularly the big uh, rise in immigration that we've seen in the last 18 months. Um, when you get a lot of new migrants, of course, they add the labour supply, but they also need houses and um, all the things that you and I consume as well. So it's a net addition to demand, a net addition to inflation pressures. Um, the ANZ, I think, also looked at a few of the things like, you know, rates and insurance that are rising quite strongly and said, you know, maybe we just can't be quite sure yet that um, enough's been done. So, okay, big picture, the overview. What is still driving, specifically driving inflation? Because people will see it, food prices have gone up, coffee's gone up about $2 a cup in the last less than a year, it, it seems. You know, people are noticing it. You know, what is the, and I think the former finance minister blamed Russia or something, um, what's actually driving the uh, inflation problem fundamentally? Fundamentally, what drove it was um, a misjudgment by central banks, not just here, but overseas uh, during the pandemic. Uh, we had a big fiscal spend up. A lot of that was necessary to provide income support to people when they were forced to stay at home. But monetary policy was cut too. And the Reserve Bank and a lot of economists, and I probably put myself in this category, misjudged just how much stimulus that was providing. We ended up with an overheated economy, an unsustainably low unemployment rate, and inflation was the almost inevitable outcome of that. The Reserve Bank spent the last 18 months, last two years, trying to correct that. They've taken interest rates up from near zero to five and a half. So, so they're uh, correcting damage that they did? Oh, largely. I mean, you know, there, there were other shocks. So there was, you know, the, there was the war or there were the shipping disruptions and all those sorts of things. But the fundamental issue was a macroeconomic policy mistake. Um, and, you know, I think central banks will reluctantly acknowledge that. Um, they say with the benefit of hindsight, yeah, we didn't need to do what we did, but we made the best judgment we could on the information as we saw it back in March 2020. And if you remember back in March 2020, there was a lot of sort of expectation that, you know, we'd be locked down for months months and months and yeah. months, um, house prices would fall, tourism would never recover. There were just a lot of wrong views then. And to some extent, that was inevitable because we hadn't seen something like the pandemic for a very long time. And it was a bit of a fear-based uh, narrative, to be fair. Uh, putting yourself, just, you know, I'm curious, yep. you've been in there before. You 
and maybe you were in the room for some of this, I don't know, but if you were part of the decision-making on that, there, there would be something in the fibre of your DNA in this area that would say, oh, hang on here, this, this could really, um, we could be winding this back in big time if we're not careful, surely. I think that's right. I mean, I pretty much supported what they did in 2020 um, because I was looking at the same data as them. The thing about monetary policy is that if you make a mistake, in principle, you can correct quite quickly. And so one of the bigger criticisms of the Reserve Bank is not that they made the call that they did in 2020, but that they were so slow to undo it in 2021. Um, So, you know, when it turned out that we were only locked down for a month or six weeks the first time, when it turned out that by the end of 2020, GDP was back to where it had been before the lockdowns, by that point, interest rates should have been started to be raised quite aggressively. And yet it took well into 2022 um, until interest rates uh, were even back to you know, two or three percent, uh, let alone where they needed to be, and and that made the problem worse because it meant that they had to go further um, eventually t- to get things back under control. What state is the economy in now? Because you mentioned you know shipping problems. I know that we're trying to ship something from the US. It's spot rate every day. It changes. It never used to be like that. There's all these things, um, all these things that are sort of at play. When they're looking at the data, what sort of how far out are they looking when they think about holding this at five point five? And they're also saying that um, um, they're going to have to be vigilant. And what am I looking at here? A um, um, OCR needs to be maintained at a restrictive level for an extended period. Yeah, and by that they really mean through at least most of next year, uh, the the first cut in the OCR that they have in their numbers would be uh, the February monetary policy statement next year, so a year from now. Um, And, I mean, they believe, and rightly, that monetary policy typically works with a lag of about 18 months. So they're trying to look out to the economic outlook, the inflation numbers, well into next year, and those are conditioning the decisions that they're making now. But I think they're also probably influenced by the fact that they did make that mistake back in 2020 and 2021. And if you're a central banker, you feel pretty bad about letting inflation run away as badly as you did. But the last thing you want to do now is to ease too quickly and then find you've made a mistake and you have to tighten again. Um, You want, if you're a central banker, to decisively show that you're in control and that inflation is heading pretty quickly back to the midpoint of the target range. Recent high population growth continues to support aggregate spending, they say, leading to upward pressure on dwelling rents. So support aggregate spending, I suppose, is something, but putting upward pressure on dwelling rents is, you know, the average person is not going to be a fan of that. This whole question of of um, population growth, and I guess I'm thinking um, via immigration because our birth rate is not even replacing us. Yeah. Uh, it, it sounds like a double-edged sword, really. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I, I think I did a podcast interview with one of your hosts last week on the economics of immigration. I've been right. quite sceptical of it in um, the context of New Zealand. Uh, we've added to population. It's grown very rapidly because of immigration. And there's no real sign that it's added to productivity or made us as New Zealanders better off. But from the Reserve Bank perspective, Immigration is just something they've got to live with. It's government policy. They respond to that as they do to all other spending pressures. And in the short run, whatever the medium-term pressures are, 
new arrivals here do put additional pressure on demand. They put additional pressure on inflation. Some of that's rents, the ones the Reserve Bank refers to, but it, it, it's across the economy. There's just more people spending. Um, and, you know, if you're coming to a new country, you not only need a new house, you might need new furniture, a new car, um, all the stuff of setting up your life in a new country. Okay. Um, last question. Um, and you may or may not want to answer this. Okay. the um, We've heard the the previous finance minister's uh, out of parliament, off to a new job, university, Otago University, in fact. How will he go down as a finance minister, do you think? Um, I think not well. I think if you looked at his first three years in office, he probably would have been seen as reasonably okay. I mean, that was probably my view at the end of 2019. Um, they kept spending moderately under control. The budget was broadly balanced. Um, you can't really criticise him, I think, for the pandemic itself. You needed to spend, people were locked down, they were forced out of their houses. The big criticism yeah. I would have of him on the spending side is what happened after the pandemic was largely over. And we didn't go back to balanced budgets. Uh, they continued to run expansionary fiscal policy, big spending, increasing deficits. And that's really quite a black mark against him. I think the other thing that's a black mark against him is probably reappointing the governor. Um, you know, if you get inflation as high as we've had, um, they lost $12 billion trading in bonds during the pandemic uh, for tax I didn't know, didn't know about that. Yeah, you know, they bought up a whole bunch of government bonds. Yeah, they bought, they bought up a whole bunch of government bonds uh, at, at the worst of the trough of the pandemic at very high prices. And then when interest rates went back up again, they had to sell them at lower prices. Um, and so, it's, you know, massive loss of money. And, and this is something other central banks have done as well. But if you've lost that much money for the taxpayer and you've delivered 5 to 6% inflation, you shouldn't be reappointed. No. Um, that... <laughs> and it's Robertson's choice to have done so. Oh, that's interesting. Boy, I think we just learned something there. All right, Michael Riddell, thank you um, for coming on RCR and giving us your view on the OCR, um, kind of from behind the uh, the barrier because you've been there before. Uh, a bit to think about there and look forward to talking to you again. Pleasure. With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom by simply visiting www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate to make a difference today.